You're listening to Grown Dad Business. It's the same voice I do for everything. Grown Dad Business with Aaron Caliber. That's my dad. Hello. Underpants. That is hilarious. Shut your mouth, dude. Rate and review this podcast or my daddy will go into a deep depression. Welcome to Grown Dad Business. This is Aaron Kleiber, guys. Uh, what a great week of podcasting. Um, this past weekend was the Pittsburgh Comedy Festival. Um, I served as a stand-up director. And the stand-up headliner that we booked this week was Todd Glass. Uh, you guys may know him from being on The Daily Show, Louie, uh, Comedy Central, uh, in early last comic standing seasons. Um, one of the funniest working comedians today. Uh, I'm really, he's one of those few comedians that I'm surprised that, uh, people don't know who he is. You know, it's like him, Bill Burr and Maria Bamford. Those are the three comics where I'm like, if you don't know who they are, you have to discover them immediately. And, uh, so that's who my guest is. And, uh, it's pretty fun times. But before we start, of course, I want to hit you up. With a couple things. Number one, my sponsor, Puzzle Packs. Check out puzzlepacks.com, P A X. It's Puzzle Packs with an X. And uh, if you want to see exactly what Puzzle Packs has been doing uh, and what they build, uh, I'm going to post an awesome picture of uh, one of the six pack holders. That's what they make that you can break down yourself flat, put into a backpack, and then build up again and put your six pack of beverage Oz in there. If you use coupon code Aaron, you get money off. Yeah, you do. You're welcome. But uh, what they did for the Pittsburgh Comedy Festival for our headliners, Puzzle Packs made and donated uh, an awesome puzzle pack emblazoned on the side with the Pittsburgh Comedy Festival 2015 logo. I'm going to have that picture posted on my Facebook fan page. Just look up Aaron Kleiber on Facebook. And, And on the Instagrams, Aaron Kleiber. Twitters, Aaron Kleiber. Check that out. Puzzlepacks.com. That's packs with an X. Coupon code Aaron. You can save some money. Um, Veteran-owned, American-made, really awesome, cool dad gift. Check it out. Or anybody that likes beer. They even sell a four-pack for wine. Yeah. They do coasters. Uh, The coasters have a bottle opener on it, uh, on each coaster. And also, the six-pack puzzle pack actually has... A bottle opener right in there. It's pretty rad. Puzzlepacks.com with an X. Boom. Puzzle Packs. I love them. They're amazing. But uh, I want to hit you real quick with a couple things that's going on. Uh, If you're from Pittsburgh, uh, September 11th, I will be performing at the Carnegie Library of Homestead. It's a huge historical theater along with Mike Wysocki from the Q92 Jim Cren Morning Show and my friend Sean Collier. He's my co-host on the Handle the Truth podcast. Um, We're doing a huge show for all six Steel Valley Borough fire departments. Uh, It's only 20 bucks to see us three comics, uh, special guest Brian Litzenbigler, Please come support. Um, I'm not making any money on this. I, I think 
I want to just I want to do this for the fire department. So come out and check out that show September 11th, Friday, Carnegie Library of Homestead Music Hall. Also, September 12th, Comic Wars, 10 p.m. at Arcade Comedy Theater. And um, September 19th, I'm going to be with Dean Del Rey at Arcade Comedy Theater. Two shows, 6 and 8 p.m. If you don't know who Dean Del Rey is, he's one on the Howard Stern show. Uh, he's, he's done Joe Rogan's podcast. He's hysterical. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, then some stuff coming on. You can check out everything on my calendar, AaronKleiber.com. Do that. Anyway, back to our guest, Todd Glass. We talk about some fun stuff. We talk about growing up. He grew up with three brothers and uh, talking about how, you know, that kind of made him funny, doing silly things. Uh, we talk a little bit about comedy. Uh, Todd is uh, has so much attention to detail in comedy um, as far as like unscrewing light bulbs and changing lighting on stage. And it's actually inspiring, um, you know, having this experience with him and getting to hang out with him and talk to him about life and comedy this weekend, this past weekend at the Pittsburgh comedy festival was really just exciting and kind of, it, it just, it was really motivating really. Like I remember being backstage and thinking like, when, when can I, when am I going to be like this on stage? Like, it's like he weaves through seven or eight different styles of comedy, and it's really inspiring that amount of confidence and comfortability is just uh, like, wow. Like, I just want to let go and let comedy just go, like just happen. And uh, it seems like that's what he does. He's just transparent and honest and original. And uh, I was very fortunate to kind of be friends with him this week and uh, build a relationship with him and uh, do a fun podcast. So, yeah. Here's Todd Glass, guys. Follow your heart. Here we go. I'll start. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, you... Yeah, play music so I have to pay for it. Is that how it works? No, you don't pay for it. Not if you play a little bit. Todd Glass, Grown Dad Business. That's my podcast, Grown Dad Business. You're listening to Grown Dad Business. It's the same voice I do for everything. Yeah, I'm cutting that out and using it now. Here. You're listening to Grown Dad Business. Whoop-de-fucking-do. And this is the show. That's pretty good. I uh, We talked a little bit about this week. Uh, we're in the middle of the Pittsburgh Comedy Festival, having some good times. It's a lot of fun. I wish I didn't have to leave early tomorrow because I would, I'll go out tonight anyway. But it's, it is, last night was about as much fun as you could possibly That was have. an amazing show. And if you haven't seen Todd, you know, I mean, I'll talk about this kind of stuff in the intro, but, you know, if you haven't seen Todd live, well, then you're not living pretty Thank much. You. Dude, it's it's fun to watch you do what you're doing. Um, anyway, I'm not going to sit here and, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I mean, you say I appreciate things. it. I appreciate I always appreciate, you know, uh, someone saying kind things. It, and I'm very honest about it because you don't have to play like, Oh, no, of course. I'd rather hear it than yeah. nobody ever say it. Yeah. So it always feels good to hear it, and I appreciate it. Yeah, it's fun watching you work. I mean, it's just great. <laughs> All right. You're making me uncomfortable now. I know. I'm I did. I get uncomfortable. I, uh, we talked a little bit. You know, I, I, liked, I like hearing what people, you know, what kind of lives they grew up in. You know what I mean? Because, like, I tell my story a lot to people, like how I grew up, and I was like, you know, the white kid in an urban school and like, you know, and so that's why I like to know how people grew up. Like, were their parents funny or stuff like that? Like, when, when did that start for you as a kid? You know, it, it sounds so typical the first thing I'm going to say. It's funny <laughs> you say that because 
I don't really talk about it in my act that much. And either do uh, I. It's weird that I, I talk don't. about my kids being funny. You talk about your kids. So you talk about your family and you talk about your life. But that element of your life of growing up, I don't know why I don't is that I'm sitting here because I knew what the I knew the like the you know, the area that you like to talk about yeah. in your podcast. And it's good because you can flush it out. Yeah. You know, you, if, if that's all you're talking about, you get really yeah. specific, which is, right. which is, and I, you know, long story, you know, condensed a little bit is I, uh, but great parents, you know, I have three brothers. I knew early on starting, I think my parents knew early on in second grade that I had some difficulty learning. Yeah. And that's why I always say when people say like, oh, everyone's got a label today. Okay. Look, I, I hate that I have to preface this. Of course, some people are overly medicated. Of, sort, sure. of course, some kids are on too much medication right. or they're on the wrong medication or they don't need medication. Of course, that's the case. Right. But there's certain kids that they found what it was, whether it's no medication or whether it's a very low dose of a medication that have given them clarity. I didn't have that. Um, you know, I, I was not learning. My parents knew it in second grade. I got put in like a resource room. That's like stay in the same school, but he'll go to this. Right. He'll go to this um, period for math and reading. And then I went to back. To, then I went after that in third grade to an all special school. Then yeah. I went back to a regular school. And then my parents moved so much. Yeah. Hold on. We'll, we'll deal with this yeah. in a second. And then. Sorry. It's Epicast. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and then my parents moved so much. That I th- that I that I used to say that's how I got to go advanced in school because the school districts got so confused like yeah, yeah. what grade is he in you know yeah and then I went to Wordsworth so I bounced all over the place by the time so I got was it like difficulty learning or was it like because I was the bad kid I wasn't bad I was a good kid I had a good sense of humor and I got along with my teachers really yeah. well always but you know I remember just sitting there going I think we talked about a little bit this last night thinking. Nothing. I'm not learning, and I at the beginning yeah. you think, yeah, Todd, it's hard to concentrate. I re- specifically remember thinking, nobody wants to concentrate. They just, you know, they just the tighten the reins on themselves. Yeah, a little, right. Todd. You know, you're no different than anybody else, except you got to just tighten the reins. Well, now with hindsight, I realize, no, yes, nobody wants to concentrate. Yes, it's hard for everybody. Yeah, but it was a little different for me, you know. Yeah. And by the time I hit tenth grade, I started to make friends. I started stand up comedy. So I just went you started the, that early. I started in 16 in 11th wow. grade or, or even the, at the end of 10th grade. Wow. And it was it was like, uh, like life, the sun, you know, that scene where it's like, yeah. what's that? Where it's like I, 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 I had friends that I love that I love talking about comedy. And then I just went through the motions of 10th, 11th and 12th grade. I didn't graduate. Yeah. But I but I had friends and I went because I love school at that point. So like growing up, where did, did you have a love for comedy like early? I did. I mean, you have you have older brothers. I have uh, two uh, older brothers, one younger brother. Yeah, I have a stepbrother too. Where did that come from? From them? From my mom? Well, oh. just like your family, were they in it? Was was it one of those oh. things where like your brothers brought home a Carlin album, or like how would that? How- yeah, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Just make the noise. Don't worry about it. Yeah, he's um, it's he's the producer. Yeah, I mean. What's- um, he can do whatever he wants. By yeah. the way, hearing him fiddle with that lock for eight hours, the listeners aren't going to I know. Jeez. Boop, 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 boop. He's trying to get... We're in a green room backstage at what theater? The Heyman Theater. Heyman Theater. On the University of Pittsburgh campus. Yeah. And uh, 
So, so, oh yeah. Oh, when I was younger, I loved stand-up comedy. And my brother had a Carlin album, but mostly just watching it on the television. Right. You know, and I would see uh, the old school guys like Rodney or Don Rickles. Yeah. But then even when I was in high school, guys like Letterman started to have a show and mm -hmm. Jerry Seinfeld and Jay Leno and Gary Shandling. Like they probably only been doing comedy three years. But yeah. they were on, you know, they'd do the talk show yeah, circuit. Yeah. They would be on the Tonight Show. They'd yeah. be on... So I loved and loved stand-up comedy. I mean, it was you know why it made sense. Yeah, like the way my head worked, the way comedians talk. If it was silly, I enjoyed it just because it was silly. Yeah. Not everything had to be, have a point or anything. Yeah. But but even but when it was talking about issues, whether it's mostly social issues, right. I understood it in my head, in my yeah. confused head. It was like, oh, I understand the way they talk. It makes sense, and it cleaned it up for me. That's an interesting take on that because it's like you were having trouble in school, you know, and it's it's like you found something that you got, like yes. that you understood. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's I don't crazy. Not, I don't have to look back and go, well, when you're doing it, you don't think. No, even during it, I remember thinking like, wow, this is like so much fun. And I and I would go down to open mic night. It was every Wednesday night. Yeah. And you went on. I and I became very addicted to that place very quickly. And then you know. Yeah, I because I like I said I was bad. I mean I came from an abusive home early on. So comedy for me was not only the white kid moving to the prods and going to an urban school. It was also kind of survival. Like you know getting a fight and you're like nope I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, I'm going to be funny. I'm going to school doing living color characters. You know, I've said this multiple times. Me too. You know? me too. I did yeah. the same thing. Oh, my gosh. Not living color, but I would go do yeah. all the bits. Go do I would, characters. I would right. write down the jokes, and I didn't realize why that would drive the comedians nuts. You know, they were always nice because I was 16 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, But I would be writing down the notes so I could do their jokes in the lunchroom. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. I, would, I, would, I, would I would go to all three lunches because there were three lunches a day. You know, yeah, first yeah. period, second period, third period lunch. Todd, I did the same exact thing. <laughs> The same. I had I had a dude tell me one time that like they were like Clive, come down to lunch. You got to do that homie the clown. Yeah, that would, would. They would love it, and some of them didn't even know. Like, yeah, they didn't know you were doing yeah. it from Living Color, or did they know? Yeah. They, oh, they knew. They knew. Oh, it's like my black buddies. They're like, you got to come do homie the clown for homicide down here. Yo, he be, he be crying. <laughs> I was doing it's bits so that ridiculous. they didn't know because they weren't on television right. yet. So, like, I would go to the comedy works and see right. these great comedians and then just go do it at my high school, like, yeah. in the lunchroom and stuff. But uh, – and then, you know, the other thing that was that – was look, I had a great childhood. Like, you know, I'm so glad yeah. that my parents are. But, my, but you'll – I think I – Everything makes sense now. I needed order. Yeah. And at one point, my mom let go. She was always crazy clean and still is. You know, I got right. a lot of it from her. But she let go of it a little, which was probably healthier. But for me, it was the day it all went wrong. I needed order. I need everything to be. I can have people in my home. I like people. I don't like. I'm not like, yeah. don't touch anything. I'm not that bad. Yeah. I don't, shouldn't say bad. I'm, no, it's not that. But I like order. Yeah. And I can get order most of the time. Even yeah. if I have a party, I have it yeah. set up. Oh, me too. It'll yeah. run. There's enough trash cans. There's enough. I tape the lights so they can't, people can't yeah. put them where I don't want them. I get uh -huh. everything set up so a party can almost run itself. But there's order. And when I lost it, plus we had a lot of dogs, and uh, which I loved, which I loved. Again, I'm so glad we did because I know so much about animals and it's in my fiber. And, and uh, But just the chaos was hard for yeah. me. And I was constantly... And then I was embarrassed that I was clean uh, because I, you know, it just seemed odd. I knew it was yeah. odd and I would just always want to clean things up. And like, I would come home from school and be like, 
just first thing I would do is start just organizing. Yeah. You know, and I was, I, I was like that. You know what uh, really uh, gets rid of that? Kids. I can't I have, have kids. Three kids around my house was bananas. Oh, it would make you crazy. I couldn't do it. Because, you know, you can teach kids manners and you can teach yeah. kids to be orderly. But my mom said it, too. You got to let them be kids. Yeah, that's where we're at in our life is that my kids are very well spoken. They're very mannered. But my son is a four-year-old. You got to let some toys be on yeah. the floor for he a while. He wants to dump Legos on the floor. Let him. He's going right? to spill chocolate milk all over himself. I couldn't. It would. And by the way, <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I'm not going to. Of course, I wouldn't be the worst parent in the world. But my yeah. goal wouldn't be to be the worst, to be an okay parent. I wouldn't be the worst. Yeah. It'd be okay. But I don't want to be okay. I think that's okay. going to be the name of my next album. What? World's okayest dad. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an okay dad. Yeah. I want to be a great dad. I want to be yeah, like, you know, of so course I, you do. I couldn't. I It would just be too much if uh, something spilled. And, of course, I would know I couldn't yell at a kid. Yeah. But I, would, I wouldn't know how to because I would just want to clean it up and wipe it I off. I know and, these feelings. Mm-hmm. And I felt them for so long. And then I'm just like, you know, I just got to let it go. How do you get rid of it? It's just because it's because it comes in the form of these lovely little human beings that love right. you. It's just, it was, it got rid of this kind of goofy OCD in me of just like having things in order and stuff. But also like, I know how you are and I miss it. <laughs> you miss it. <laughs> you it's were, like cigarettes. You were in my car, right? Yeah, your car. I loved it. Hey, my kids don't ride in my car because my wife has an SUV for the kids. Oh, so really? like, so when I got my wife the SUV, she's like, oh, you took the car seat out of your car. And I'm like, yeah, that's because- they're not riding in it ever again. Yeah, you're because <laughs> you, I just bought you a thirty-five thousand dollars SUV that we're all riding in. And uh, and by the way, say you both bought it for the love of God. What if your wife listens to the show? She does listen to the show, uh, and she knows I bought it. I know, but she boy, but she <laughs> bought it too. Business. She bought it too. She, absolutely, no. I she's, she's uh, hey, I've said it enough. You don't have to. Okay, but I, I make say sure it, she knows. You know, I will say it again. I because it makes it sound like I bought her a car. I'm, I'm like, no, you both <laughs> bought a car. You know, You're, no, I give her all the credit in the world because right. I could not be doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for her. Right. So absolutely. But um, but uh, so when I got into your car, it was so like, look, when you get up early in the morning, yeah, and you go to I, it's so stupid that I even pointed out even. Uh, uh, who who's uh, he picked me up? The young guy was picking you up no, from the festival. Up, uh, Brad, Brad, yeah. his car was very clean too. And when you get up for radio in the morning and you get into a car and you have your hot cup of coffee and it is your car is immaculate. <laughs> the outside, the inside, it smells good. It's like it's zen. I don't play around, dude. It's zen. It's like you get into this bubble of like where you would go get a massage. It's that clean. Your car just feels right. And it makes you feel better when you get up in the morning and you're getting up for radio and the person who picks you up has a really clean car. It's like you just get into like this Zen bubble and you're driving through chaos maybe in the morning. I traffic. drive a lot. Yeah. That's why. Why not? Have I mean, I'm on be- the road a lot. I mean, uh, I should show, I'll show you the picture afterwards of the uh, empty water bottles in the back of my car. That's about as dirty as it gets. Yeah, but you know you're going to get... I do it, you know, the only time on a long car trip, but I know I'm going to clean it the next day. Yeah. And I feel better getting them on the floor. Pistachios. I'll get a big bag of pistachios, dump the them on the floor. I can't believe you do that. I know, I know. I couldn't. I know, but it's like I don't want them on the seat. I don't... If I forgot to get a bag and I don't know what to do, just on the floor, because I know I can pull over, take the mat... And it, it doesn't bother okay, me. Okay, now That's that sounds odd. really smart. It's the only thing that... I can't believe you do that. Yeah. I, by the way, speaking of... Uh, your S, what type of SUV do you have? 
Uh, my wife, I got her a Honda Pilot. You got a Honda Pilot? That's a nice SUV. Because uh, yeah. you know when people say that? I thought about this the other day when I saw a uh, a VW van. You know, they made the VW van. Yeah. Of course, the old 1960s and those are awesome. But they made a VW van, I think, till, even in 2010, they were still yeah, making Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. I know they're a little bigger than minivans. I get it. I get it. But if I was a dad, you know the ones that complain, oh, I got to get a minivan. Oh, my wife didn't want one. Yeah, But guess what? I thought if I had kids... Get a V. I would much rather pull up in a VW. You'll be like, it's. I don't know how to say it any other way. It's cool. It's got a little soul. Sure, like if yeah. you're a mom or a dad and you pull up and you're getting your kids in a VW in a VW yeah, yeah. van. You're talking like, about like a like a like a, a VW the VW yeah, yeah. vans. They're not. They don't all have the extended cops. Just a yeah, tops, yeah. Just a simple VW van, and it's got. It's a little bigger. I get it. You might go. Well, it's harder to maneuver, yeah. but it's cool. You pull up in a VW van. You don't feel like you're in a minivan. It's like yeah. a VW van. It's like a surfer could have one. Oh, my wife adamantly. Wish, I would want no soccer mom van. Yeah. I'm like okay. All right, baby girl. You know what though? I, I understand why people get them, and that's why I understand why the VW. It sounds like I do. I'm doing a promo for VW vans. They don't even make them anymore, but you can go get a used one. I get it. <laughs> Where could you get a used one, Todd? I actually do a commercial. No, because <laughs> uh, uh, so the uh, I get why people get the minivans. It's it's there is a reason. We rented one yeah. to go to Vegas once, like <laughs> the fifty thousand dollar Chrysler minivan. Yeah, they're amazing. Oh yeah. They have figured out every ounce of space. The fact that the seats go down into the floor. Yeah. You go where? And the thing about where them, they they're not that much bigger. They take up the same. And I agree with your wife. I'd still want to go get a pilot or something cool. Yeah. But the, the minivan takes up the same circumference of your pilot. But inside, you can jump up between the two seats and, yeah. and get into the back if you need to. If yeah. you have to pull over, you can. And the room, it's ridiculous. So I get why they're popular. But I, I, I'll have a VW van. Uh, if I had kids, yeah, if I needed one. That's where we're at. <laughs> or a pilot. I wouldn't get a van, but I get them. They are comfortable. We just we reached a point where we're, we were taking two cars and three kids to Sam's Club. Oh, like it was. It just got room. crazy. It's all the kids are packed in. Like it's like this, like nineteen sixties like home movie vacation like real. Like all the kids packed in, and there's groceries on top of the roof. It was ridiculous. We yeah, had to. Three. How, how old's your youngest? Yo, you just had a th- six months. months. Six months old. My daughter is seven. My son is four. People on the podcast know him because he gives advice. <laughs> I love it. What's his name? Luke. Luke. Yeah. I love sitting next to little kids on planes because they'll. Oh, I he sat, would be a treat. It's he. They're they're, they're great. And you know what? They, I don't care how much they talk. They won't talk too much. Where they, I'm, I'm not their full time parent. Sure. So I can handle that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. As you a can take it a little, day, a little bit. Yeah. I can take. A, I can take the whole three four hours. I'll take it. And I <laughs> sat next to a little kid, and he was his dad was the pilot. Really? And, uh, yeah, his dad was a pilot, and he told me that. And then I said, uh, I said, I was joking. Like after a while, I go, your dad's not the pilot. And he goes to the flight attendant. What he knew her name. He goes, would you tell him my dad's the pilot? <laughs> it's almost. I don't like doing this, little kids. But she goes. Are you still telling people your dad's the pilot? And I go, I knew he wasn't. He goes, he is the pilot. He is the pilot. So we start talking. And then he started getting, he was so quiet up front. And then he started getting a little rambunctious. And I go, I think his, his name, this was like six months ago. I think his name was Jason or something. I go, you know, Jason, I miss the old Jason. I go, you want to start all over? 
And I got up and I came back down. And I said, hi. And he did it. He role played. He went, hi, how are you? Like he knew what I meant. <laughs> and then the pilot at the end of the flight comes on. He goes, and for the gentleman that's sitting, whatever row we were in, yes, that is my son Get sitting out. next to you. I was laughing so hard. But of course, little kids don't know if you're going to, I go, anybody could pay the the pilot to say that. He goes, yeah. but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> that's great. My kids have not been on a plane yet. I want to take them. Uh, I, I love experiencing that uh, wonderment. Oh, yeah. You know how comedians, we, we go to an airport. We're like, man, get me there 10 minutes before my flight. I'm good. I would have to go the next, the day before. Get there three hours early. You three? Better. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we go out to eat, and it takes an hour and a half to get ready. You know what, though? When I see somebody getting on a plane with things and buckets and bags <laughs> and things, I think, is that just the way it is? But it isn't. Because then I've noticed I'll watch other people with the same amount of kids they got it better system down we got a pretty good my wife she's got it down she's got a good to watch system. someone who has a system down it's admirable yeah it's like whoa they know what they're doing she's a calculated mom yeah that's that's a good phrase yeah she's, she's a well very, she knows and let's we don't need this no. we don't need to have this let's organize let's condense let's she's like the know. special ops of moms like she's she's really good Has my mic been off no did you turn it off no you okay, good. No, I wouldn't. Tape on this. Yeah, All you would point. need is here's what would happen if accidentally it went off. The rest of the Well, you know, the thing is, I grew up in Philadelphia, and then <laughs> you would not be like, oh, this mic. You'd pick it up through your mic like you are. A little bit, and then Buzzy would have to fix it all. But now it's back on. There we go. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what the heck was I going to say? Oh, I'm, I'm covered in water. Oh, because you put that? your. You know what? You ever, on myself. You, you ever get a, a, a. Never mind. What? You go. No, what? No, you When go. you're wearing socks around the house and you get like just a smidgen of water on the corner. Yeah. You know what I say? Yeah. Change your sock. It's yeah. going to drive you crazy. You think it's a teeny bit of water. I don't want to. Once you put on a dry sock, even though it's like a smidgen, a corner, you think it should dry. It should dry. It's just so little. You stepped yeah. in a little bit. It's 10 hot. minutes later, you still. When you finally go, fuck it, and you go in the other room, you put on two dry socks, you're like, Oh. You know what? I, I can't wear socks around the house. Why? Slippers, dude. Well, that's that's I like that, too. I, I don't go, do it, but I slippers, have slippers at the door. Just a comfortable pair. Can I tell you something about slippers at the door? That don't worry. You're going to like the way this goes, people that don't let people wear shoes in the house. It goes their way. But I don't. I don't want to take my shoes off when I go to someone's house. Me neither. I don't make people take their shoes off when they come to my house. Right. But guess what? I respect people that make you take your shoes off. Because let me tell you something. You're going to have to touch things, and you're going to have to. I, do, I, don't. I respect it, but I hate it. I don't like it either, <laughs> but I'll tell you why I respect it. Because, look, you could say, well, there's germs everywhere. Yeah, I'm, my goal would not be to rid my house of people get it. You touch things, you have it. Yeah. But the amount of junk that does not come in your house, the urine when we stand at urinals, the piss, that is, that is disgusting. That's, and that's real. That's not like going, oh, you touch a doorknob. No, it's. I tell my wife all the time that shoes are the grossest things there are, especially men that stand in front of urinals. Yes. Like my son's like, or you know, women that like, go to the, yeah, yeah. whatever. It, it, like, uh, my little kids will like grab your feet or whatever. I'm like, Oh my God, get off my shoes. Oh my God. Right. Don't touch my shoes. What are you doing? Like this was in a urinal at an open mic last night. Right. Are you crazy? And then you put them in your suitcase. Now some people don't, they put them in plastic bags. bags. I get that. Put them in a bag. But I just think of, you know, there's no <laughs> doubt that when you make people take their shoes off, when they come into your house, that your house is, it's cleaner. It's a cleaner house. Oh, yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It might not a home where they you know my home my home looks immaculate, but I get it. The stuff you bring in. Oh, if they put a vapor light with all that shoe <laughs> stuff. The yeah, shoes now bring like in. we don't make people take off their shoes in our house because our carpets are destroyed. We have little kids, <laughs> but if, when I get new carpeting next year, but again, they're not. Your kids aren't bringing in urine and is this. No, I, I don't want to keep saying urine and shit and ruin your whole podcast. <laughs> no, you're, you're doing all my material. Uh, uh. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just they spill food and run around right. and stuff with. But spilled Cheerios isn't as gross as you absolutely know, shit that you walk on on the curb. Urine on the you know it's it's a different type. You know, you're absolutely, uh, you're absolutely we're, right. We're good, we're good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, I feel like when I get new carpets, I'm gonna have slippers for everybody, like like a Japanese. Yeah, maybe like, that's a good idea. Yeah. I will. But you know what? They don't think they mind. And again, I'm defending people that make you take your shoes off. I think what we mind about taking them off is not that there'd be another pair of shoes. Un- untying your laces. You know what I mean? You might have shoes you like. They might be a part of your cool, you know, look you have for that night or whatever. Right. But and then if they have a party where you're going inside and outside, it's a hard call. But it's not worth talking about anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I digress. So you you have nieces and nephews and stuff. What's I do? You said you. Uh, I'm a good uncle, and that's good enough for you. Well, I don't think it should. What I was saying to you about children, which I've said a lot, people a lot of times will say to me. And by the way, I think it's the I have the need to preface this because some people don't know. Um, I really love children to the point yeah. when people see me with kids, they go, "Oh, you should have your own kids," and you know. Some people say, are you positive? So, you know, it could be the best thing you ever did. Here's yeah. the thing. If you're going to have kids, you're never positive it's right for you, but you should sure. be pretty sure. You should be pretty sure Absolutely. you're right for kids. So is there is there a 20% chance that I would have children and go, wow, I'm glad I did this. And you think I'm going to say no. No, of course there's a 20, 25% chance yeah. that I would be glad I did it. But you don't bring children into this world. I don't think you should for a 20% chance. It's not fair, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've looked at it analytically. And, and again, I don't. you can't be a perfect parent. Of course you can't be a perfect parent. But you can be an awesome parent. Yeah. And with what, what who I am and what my abilities are, yeah. you know, I don't think I would have the patience to do it. Yeah, it takes a lot of patience. Yeah. It's it's ripped me apart. I'd give them it, up for adoption. <laughs> the first time they spilled something. But that's like my wife and I, like I always tell a joke about how like we've had a bunch of kids on birth control. It's like we didn't know they were coming. You had them on birth control? Oh, yeah. Really? At least one of them. I'm ruining the – I'm breaking the wall of my joke now that I've had three kids on birth control. But it was one. I mean really like – and so it's like – Edit that out. <clears throat> yeah. I don't want to ruin that. But it's, uh, you know, you see people accidentally having kids and stuff, and you're like, are you, like, and then they just, they're garbage parents. I don't understand. And look, again, you need to preface everything these days. I'm not talking about a parent that overwhelmingly is a good patient parent. Yeah. Obviously, you sometimes you get a little short with your kids, but overwhelmed. I'm talking about when I see people with parent with, at the mall, and I, I can just smell it. Not a good parent that just sure. is at the short end of their fuse. Yeah. I, I can smell that, too. But I think, and then they have more. Like, I oh, really yeah. don't know the answer to that. And it's not a, what are they thinking, sarcastic? What are they thinking? Oh, I'm friends I with people really like that. I really want to know. Like, what are you thinking when you – do you know <laughs> the answer to that? Uh, no, I just think that they're just not that smart. Financially, and, one thing. Yeah. And then also the pa- – so it's financial is one. And then yeah. also let's say it's not financial, but it's you realize you don't have the patience. Right. Well, do, and then you have a second. And then you have a third. And then four. I go, or what – 
are you okay? I'm I'm fine if you're okay. Well, we got oh, a yeah, show coming are. up at eight o'clock. Yeah, so. we do. Well, yeah. you can go whatever we want. We can, oh, it's you're right. Yeah, whatever you want. Well, let's wrap it up. <laughs> my babysitter used to. I used to fool around with my babysitter. No, you we didn't. don't have time to talk about it. No, I'm just kidding. Wait, what? I'm kidding. Roll the tapes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Thanks for chatting with me for a little bit. I've had a great weekend with you. Roll the tapes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got time. Yes. Uh, hey, you know what? I always say sometimes. Uh, you know, when I'm on, when I, when you do a podcast, sometimes you get podcast hangover, like, cause it makes you release this emotion that maybe, yeah. but, but I think it's good. Same way. I feel the same way about you. You're, you're good energy. You're easy to hang out with. And, uh, it was, it really does make the whole weekend. It's, it's everything sure. we do, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's what it's all about, you know? Yeah, man. So it's good. It's a good time this weekend. Thank you for making it all happen. Thanks brother. You're welcome. Let's go do a show. Yeah. All right. I'm fooling around with your wife.